Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team this is another astros podcast pedroia has been hampered by a knee injury most of the year and maybe not quite the player he was a few years ago but he'll battle you three two and pedroia hits it on the ground right at altuve second baseman up with it throws the first and that is the ball game and that is the division series the houston astros are going to the american league championship series they beat the Boston Red Sox 5-4 to four and win the series three games to one. A celebration at Fenway right behind the pitcher's mound. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Brent Strom, Astros pitching coach. And we're in Boston, and this is a place that obviously brings back quite a few memories, just even as recently as last year, winning the division series uh, over the Red Sox and clinching game four here in Boston. What are some of your fondest memories of those four games? Well, you know, we, we came here 2-0. and They beat us game three. But game four, I think the Bregman home run on a sale changeup really kind of got us going. Uh, and then big hit by Redick and uh, and then Carlos Beltran added on. I, I do remember the inside the park home run by Devers, which mm-hmm. brought him close. But uh, I also remember the Giles being on the mound, the ground ball to uh, to second base by uh, Pedroia, and getting out of this place. With this is an excellent team. It was an excellent team. It's a good team now. Uh, and I think back to beating them that first round, and then beating the Yankees and beating the Dodgers. It's kind of like. Uh, beating the gold standards of baseball. So I think this was the beginning of our little three-team uh, win. Absolutely, and you've gotten a chance to see some some rookies in the rotation lately. Framber Valdez has, has started uh, three games now, first two against the Angels, had to start in, on this last homestand as, as well, this last series against the Twins. What has impressed you about Valdez so far? Well, he seems unflappable, uh, has a very good moving fastball, which seems to create a lot of ground balls. The teams don't get... Uh, solid swings against him uh his breaking ball when it's when it's right uh, is excellent so he has a two-pitch mix if we can get the change up going i think with valdez the biggest thing is uh, his preparation and his focus sometimes has a tendency to wane uh i made a trip the other day in the first inning against minnesota uh, and wasn't a very pleasant trip for me uh, but it seemed to kind of help get him going along with some comments by altuve and and, and guriel and the guys in the infield so that was a big win for us. What would have really hurt us is had we had to go to the bullpen early there, then that would have impacted this three-game series. So now we have a rested bullpen, and uh, it was good that he got through it. You know, you mentioned that changeup, which we, we really haven't seen yet so far from Valdez at the big league level. Is it a matter of him getting confidence and throwing that pitch? Yeah, he didn't. Uh, it was his third best pitch coming up here. We knew that, and uh, uh, the, the minor league people have done a great job with him in terms of his uh, delivery and things like that. I think sometimes. Uh, 
uh, he's just not quite feel really confident with that pitch. But I've seen it in practice. It's a good pitch. Uh, I love the ball movement. It creates a lot of ground balls. Uh, so I think he's going to be a force for us going forward. Josh James made his uh, major league debut in a start last weekend uh, uh, against the Angels, and I mean nine strikeouts and five innings gave up gave up just the, the three runs. I mean there there was a lot to like there in that outing. And what's not to like when 101 flashes up on the board? Uh, very very uh, very pleased with the effort the, effort the kid put in. Uh, this is a different kind of kid. He's very prepared. In fact, I had to watch. He was ready to go into the dugout uh, before the national anthem had even started. So I kind of had to pull the brakes back on him a little bit, and uh, I'm sure he was amped up. But once he got through the first inning or so, once he got his slider going and his changeup, he was an excellent pitcher. The first two innings, uh, it was hit and miss. It was almost all fastballs. Teams were setting on it. The reason Minnesota is such a difficult team sometimes uh, for some of these guys, uh, uh, they're very patient and everything, but James did an excellent job for us uh, uh, in his outing. And uh, I think with Morton starting tomorrow, uh, he'll probably be in the bullpen this evening. You know, you mentioned uh, James and, and how successful he was in his big league debut. He was not in big league camp. He wasn't even called over to any big league games during spring training. When did you first start hearing about Josh James? Well, that was a funny story. I remember going down to the minor league side, and he was throwing a bullpen, and I, I, he used to throw a split finger, and I was kidding with him. I said, okay, if you throw this split finger for us, called strike right now, we'll send you to AAA. <laughs> well, he bounced it, so he ended up going to AA, and I reminded him of it when I saw him when he came, and he still tells that story. So, uh, But Josh James, 34th-round draft choice, uh, really has come on strongly for this organization. And it goes to show, really, this organization is based on, on how you perform, not where you were drafted, and uh, couldn't be happier for this young man. I want to ask you about a, a couple of the acquisitions for the bullpen as well. Roberto Osuna, who's been closing games, and, and Ryan Presley. Um, both of them have, have been pretty impressive since coming over to the Astros. Of course, both of them came over with track records. Well, both have been great. You know, Osuna, obviously, we knew quite a bit about, you know, 23 years old, 105 saves. I mean, uh, that's Trevor Hoffman-type uh, work, work right there. Presley, I was always impressed by Presley, watching him from afar. I've always loved people that can spin the ball. Uh, he had command of it. Uh, I always uh, uh, was intrigued by him. I was ex- super excited when we got him. I got some calls from some friends of mine uh, that knew a little bit about him and studied track man and studied the spin rates and all this stuff. And the first thing they said was, you got a gem in this guy. So uh, he's been nothing but spectacular for us, uh, throwing his pitches for strikes. Um, it really spins the ball exceptionally well. I mean, elite, elite spin, both slider and curveball, and, and 95 to go with it. So... Uh, He's going to have some high leverage innings for our organization if we're going to move forward. Brent Strom, Astros pitching coach. Always good to talk with you and continue success. Thank you, Robert. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Astros trying to win here at Fenway for the fourth time in the last five regular season games they've played here. They went three and one, taking a series for the first time ever at Fenway Park to end last season. 1-1. And that's grounded left side right at Bregman. Third baseman up with it. Takes his time. Throws to first. And that is the ball game. The Houston Astros win their six in a row. Defeating the Red Sox tonight by a final score of six to three. The Astros take game one of this three-game series between two of the American League's best. Well, my guest today is the Boston Red Sox radio broadcaster, Tim Never, longtime broadcaster. And uh, this Boston Red Sox team, Tim, uh, is, is something special. I mean, this is a big year for you guys. Is there any weakness or any concerns right now? I would imagine Chris Sale may be at the top of the list. I think no matter 
how well a team's doing, and you've been around long enough to know this, there's always a concern. You can yeah. you could win 162 games, and especially in Boston, somebody's going to find something <laughs> wrong with it. But right now, it looks like uh, one of the issues is the bullpen is experiencing a slump, like hitter slump, pitcher slump, and they're having a little bit of a slump, as we saw in last night's game. With Chris Sale not being available, he'll he'll start Tuesday. He'll be used as, as much as it pains Alex Cora to say it, he'll be used as an opener on Tuesday uh, just because he's going to pitch two innings. But I think other than that, I mean, the offense has been tremendous. The the numbers that J.D. Martinez has injected into this team and, and what he's done in the clubhouse, too, has been nothing less than spectacular, really. I mean, he's been such a big influence, and a lot of the younger players have gravitated toward him. Anytime you look at when a team doesn't win a ball game, well, what went wrong? And in last night's case, it was the bullpen because yeah. David Price was really good. For the Astros, Garrett Cole was really good, but you expect that out of Garrett Cole. And you'll expect that out of Charlie Morton today. Uh, and the Red Sox expected out of Eduardo Rodriguez today. So I think pitching has been the, the biggest concern at this point in time. I don't think they're concerned whatsoever with the offense. They know what they've got. And uh, those numbers have played out pretty well. Tim, we keep hearing about J.D. Martinez. is almost like a baseball whisper. And you talk about him in the clubhouse. What does he offer hitters? I know he likes to look at video and try to compare guys. Well, first, he uses the iPad during batting practice. And he started doing that in 2014 when he was with the Tigers. And he told me that old school people, there all laughed at him. And they said, what are you doing? So he has our video guy line up an iPad on a tripod and video every single swing he takes. He goes in the clubhouse sits at his locker and watches every swing. Does the same thing after the game, gets some airdrop to his phone, watches every swing from the game, every pitch. He's unbelievable when it comes to studying hitting. Alex Cora told me, he said, when he listens to J.D. Martinez talk about hitting, he's wondering who taught him how to hit when he played in the big leagues because it's two totally different things. Used to be, you know, get on top of it, hit the ball hard, hit it down and hard. Now everything's hit it up. Launch angle, here's how you get to it. J.D. told me one day about... Uh, the fact that he doesn't have a natural swing, so he's really had to work at it. He talks about compressing the baseball, which is something I really hadn't heard much about before. But he keeps his hands inside the ball, and he, in his terms, compresses the baseball in his mind. And he can go foul pole to foul pole. He hits it to all parts of the forest. Uh, younger players see this. Mookie Betts, really, I think, was the first guy in spring training to really gravitate toward him and just talk hitting all the time. He's helped out Rafael Devers a lot, Jackie Bradley Jr. I mean, you go up and down the list, these guys ask him a question about hitting probably every day. Hey, what would you see about this guy? Have you faced this guy before? Or what are you trying to do here? Help me out with my approach. And, and so he's been remarkable in terms of uh, you know what he brings to the table, not only on the field, but just his influence in the clubhouse because of what he's been able to learn how to do over the past few years. And I know it's a sore subject, but since he left Houston. Well, I mean, it is a sore subject, but every, every team passed on him. Yeah, and, you know, the did. Astros put him on the waiver, so uh, he just wasn't in a good place at that time or hadn't flourished. I want to ask you about something that we saw, and you guys are very used to, is how well the Boston Red Sox travel. But now the Astros fans, after the World Championship, are showing up in all these cities right now, and they've become very vocal. Did you guys notice that yesterday? Definitely noticed it because it's something you don't notice at Fenway Park, especially when the Red Sox are good. You don't see another team's fans in here at any point louder than the Red Sox fans. Uh, I think the closest we saw maybe Toronto for some reason had a good crowd here during one of the series last year. But 
the Astros fans, especially when they're wearing those players' weekend jerseys, it looks like they're just they're getting ready for the deer hunt, <laughs> and you can't miss them, you know. Yeah. But they're great fans, and they hey, they went through the hard times. They great deserve job. it. They yeah. deserve all the attention they get. This is a really really good ball club, and it's a ball club that. You know, the Red Sox could face again in the postseason. And, yeah. you know, last year didn't go very well for Boston. Yeah. <laughs> Went pretty well for Houston. And, um, you know, they're, they're both very good teams. They both have a, a like mindset. Uh, A.J. Hinch and, and Alex Cora, you know, do some things that are similar. So uh, I think it can be a real fun series. And this is going to be a great series. It was really, you know, much like a playoff atmosphere in here last night. All right, that's Tim Everett, Boston Red Sox radio broadcaster. Thanks a lot for the time. It's always great to catch up. Anytime, Sparky, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. But uh, next two days, you know, take it easy on us, will you? The Houston Astros Radio Network. That is on the outside corner for strike three. Man, did he freeze him with that fastball at 97. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks. Charlie Stinkin' Morton. Thought it was Charlie Freakin' Morton. Something like that. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.